Hello there, and welcome to this podcast. We are Black Current, a group of 20-something-year-olds with a common interest to bring you fun, laughter, and a bit of understanding. This podcast is hosted by three people, Larry, Victor, and Patsy. We are recording from three different locations, Lagos, Nigeria, London and Manchester in the UK. All opinions are our own. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you do like our content, you can also subscribe to our different platforms and like our podcasts. So thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoy this recording. We are Black Current. Okay. Welcome back to another episode. Oh, fuck's sake. No, I did that intentionally. I'm so fast. (laughs) (laughs) In three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Black Current. And disclaimer, if you hear anything in the background, it's because we are all remote recording right now. And if... Very special host right now is in a car driving to KOC. So you might hear an indicator, someone eating. You might hear my mum, my dog, Victor's aunt, her, his cousin, Kane, who is our guest. Don't know what you'll hear from him, but you might hear something other than us speaking. So apologies, but let's kick it off. So already mentioned, we have myself, Patsy, Victor, as always, and Larry. But we also have a very special guest, Kane. Welcome. Hello there. Thank you for having me on. How do we know each other, Kane? We don't, do we? (laughs) (laughs) No, we know each other from university. We both studied uh, theatre and performance. Oh, you're making it sound very classy, but... What would you call um... it? Drama and theatre. No, <laughs> don't cheapen my degree. That's literally what the degree was called. Not in my mind. That's not what I paid £9,000 a year for. Drama and theatre. Drama is not classy, Patsy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it sounds like something you pay £10,000 a month for. Is that... Is that what's in the program brochures? Like, is it is it drama? Is it performance? I mean, it's performance, <laughs> drama, and theatre. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Anyway, welcome, Kane. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, your age, and something, uh, let's say, in, hmm, weird about you. Oh gosh, uh, I'm 25. I'm called Kane. I work as a waiter slash currently very recently a part-time youtuber and the weirdest fact about me is um oh that's a difficult one i don't think there's any i don't know because i wouldn't think it was weird would i if i do it i don't know <laughs> well let me tell you no, <laughs> just you know <laughs> yeah, what i might say okay well, what about interesting uh, i've got an incredibly la- large book collection <laughs> I'm glad you said that. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have. I have a really. I have a library-sized collection of books, which I'm never going to get through. But it looks impressive. Looks impressive. I have a question. Oh. Well, um, Kate, I'm so glad you clarified because I, I heard something else. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you very much. Clarifying so, what? Pass, you can continue. I know because I heard I had. I have a very large bot collection. And I'm sat here like, what? 
that is absolutely insane. I need to see this. So when you then clarified by saying that library, I was like, oh, thank God. Wait, so you're more intrigued to see the butt collection than the, I mean, I guess to a certain extent I would be, but. Exactly. (laughs) Also thinking about a butt collection, I don't even know. You know what? Let's leave it. Let's leave. I'm not gonna indulge Larry in this one. Oh, that's okay. Oh, indulge. (laughs) (laughs) Larry, could you tell us about the challenges we've been having recently and who's won? Okay, so guys, recently we decided to ask our lovely audience to partake in a bit of a, a challenge to see for one. Who can get the most listens? Because, you know, we did the series on the 20 questions with Patsy, with Victor and with Larry individually. And in first place, drum roll, please. No, 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 actually third place. Let's do third place. (laughs) So we hold on. In third place, drum roll, please. With an outstanding, I can't remember the points. It's Victor. Victor came third, actually, in the listening category of the three... Um, podcast we singularly recorded for um, the 20 questions. And in second place, drum roll, please. Not Patsy, it's Larry. Larry is in second place. Unfortunately, because Patsy cheated. That's for another day. And in first place, <laughs> is... uh, wait, hold on. In first, Pat, as I'm go still on. going on. This is, you know, okay, go on. Go in on. first place, is Patsy. No, no need for a drum. We don't need a drum. It's calm. Patsy won. It's all right. Uh, next, in the next challenge, which I believe is the truer reflection. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> so in the next challenge, we went to our Twitter. Our Twitter is at BlackCurrent. BlackCurrent spelled B-L-A-X-K-C-U-R-R-E-N-T. At BlackCurrent on Twitter. So we went there and we decided to, you know, give a bit of a poll to ask who is your favorite host. And the results are in, ladies and gentlemen, the results are in. In third place, drum roll, please. No. Oh, wow. Wow, You guys are just haters. That's what's going on here. You are just haters. (laughs) But I'm a drum instead. In third place is Patsy, which shows you the fans know the truth. So fucking rude. Patsy comes dead with about 23% of the votes, I believe. Uh, plus or minus, I can't remember. And in second place was Victor with 25%. And in first place, in the lead, the one, the only, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. I'm gonna check well this done. so he's not lying. Well done. Well yeah. done. So honestly, guys, look forward to future challenges, future polls, and future, you know, we know we're gonna have questions as well. So be ready. Look forward to many more things on our Instagram and our Twitter pages. But at Black Corrent on Twitter and at Black Corrent Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, so I'm just going to take the win on that, so it's all good. You did work hard um, for it, though, didn't you? Yeah. You did send out, send out uh, to everyone in your contact. 
<laughs> and I know there's a lot of people in those contacts, so please, please do ask your oh. friends. That's sent out to other Don't... contacts as well. So Don't guys. On today's topic, we are going to be talking about friendships. Hashtag that friendship goal. Is it real or is it more of a convenience thing? So that is definitely what we are going to discuss today. And I know the lads have all different opinions and topics that they want to bring up. So I hope you're ready for this. You might realise that you've got some fake ass friends sat with you right now so let's get these weeds out so what do you think this whole friendship thing is about do you think it's important to have real friends or do you think all friends are kind of circumstantial life is about circumstantial friendships for me anyway i think that's the best way to grow i look at life as being one entire mosaic every friendship you have is another another stone that you add to it to make the greater picture of your experiences so i don't necessarily disregard circumstantial relationships as being a bad thing i help it help i think it helps you grow real friendships are able to help you navigate in times of troubles and problems and when you need somebody that knows you well enough to help you make the right decisions so i think both are really very important to have but i do think you can't have one without the other do you guys know how many on average real friends people have what what are your numbers throw some numbers out to me four two i'd say two so on average it's about three to four at one time where my friends are yeah (laughs) it's really crazy because at one one time in everyone's life we can hold around 150 people in our lives at one point so we kind of know their names kind of know a little bit about them who they are where you know them from but in in that number that is quite big really three to four people that you consider your ride or die which is kind of crazy because you think you'd have more with that number honestly like that's a very good point because there's something there's a quote i saw today and it literally just read which is very apt, especially for today's topic. It's literally read, we need to start using the term acquaintance more. We need to start using it more. So rather than saying real friends and friends, we say acquaintance and friend. Because people throw the friend term around a lot for a lot of people who would be considered acquaintances. People you just know their names, where they live, just little bits of details about them. People you haven't really shared proper, intimate information about yourself or proper deep information. And they have been able to collect it, receive it in good faith and then help you build on it. I think that's one thing that's very important. A friend. I think that's fantastic. Exactly. A friend is supposed to be like uh, like an arm to lean on. Friendship. Where we have yes men. That's not a friendship. That's just, I don't know what to call it. Just because you can't get better if everyone is telling you you are the best. That's a problem. When you have friends who can literally sit you down and say, you know what, Kane, do better. I agree, yeah. How to approach it. Like they know how to talk to you about it because that's what's important. A friend is emotionally intelligent enough for you. Not for anyone else but just for you your friend is emotionally intelligent enough for you so they know how to pass that information adequately enough that you would get it but also you would understand and not get your feelings hurt i think friendship itself the word should carry a lot of weight behind it and i think to bestow that word to everybody in your life you're giving yourself micro responsibilities that you have to uphold with each person and sometimes you know in yourself if the friendship isn't isn't it is circumstantial if it's not a a deep-rooted relationship that you're not going to have for the rest of your life so you kind of introduce your own demise there you hurt yourself by categorizing people that aren't necessarily friends as friends because when either yourself or those choose to walk away from it given the change in circumstances or whatever may happen you feel personally offended by it because you have
have bracketed them as a friend when necessarily they're not. Are you saying it's easy to sometimes say to everybody, oh, you're my friend, you're my friend, giving out the friend card? Friend, friend, friend. Absolutely. But really, like you say, it's just an acquaintance. You delude yourself into thinking I have all of these friends because I call all of these people friends. And in reality, as you say, they are acquaintances that are there due to circumstances, whether it be work or the social occasion. And then you hurt yourself because you trick yourself into thinking you have all of these friends around you. And when you do need them friends, because you've not been objective with them, and with your situation in looking at it you do hurt yourself because you realize when you need them not everybody is there yeah so when you're in a dark place which sounds deep but when you're in a low place and you're like actually i need some people i can turn to you realize you don't have that many people in your life absolutely yeah you know whether it's real or circumstantial i think it's a balance it's a mixture of both i don't think the the situation in which you know you've met the person defines whether it's going to be a friendship or not i think to me friendship is defined by the actions independent of independent of the situation because i could meet my best friend in a kfc you know larry could have gone for his kfc and met his best friend the same way i could have met my best friend at uni because the way i think of it is if i'm put in a specific situation right or if i'm put in a in a an incidence where you know i'm sort of trying to determine what sort of action someone that i'd consider a friend the way they would react in that specific situation be it for me be it for the for themselves be it for the individuals within this situation or be it within do you know what i mean that to me determines friendship to me i go i go based in friendship of the actions which in through which that person expresses themselves i don't know their love for me or their you know their desire to be around me or their desire to be open about you know some of the actions that i make from it and this is also adding to what larry said about friends that compliment you all the time versus friends that try to grow you in a specific situation so to me right in determining whether someone is a friend per se and then me prioritizing where i mean i don't disagree with kane in the in the timing of friendship as you know as a mosaic because i also see it that way all the friends that we've had in our lives have painted a beautiful picture of what our lives have turned out to be you know they've had whether negative positive influences in our lives they've contributed to what we call ourselves right now you know because you know the snakes that were in your life you eventually grew up and you know you were able able to identify more snakes in your life that would come this sounds so horrible but i'm just gonna keep going with it you were able to identify more snakes in your life because you had those people in the past for me to be able to identify someone as a friend in the long term that's sort of how i would think of it some friends though i just have a click and i don't even need them to have said anything it's just like i know they're going to be in my life and it's just that invisible kind of vibe that i just kind of go okay i'm gonna like be their friend and that's happened with a few of them and weirdly i keep getting this flashback of how me and kane first met at university we were waiting outside our drama class (laughs) 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 your performance class (laughs) performance class should we say because we got a bar and he was the first person i met who was in that class and i just remember thinking oh my god i'm so nervous like am i going to make friends did anyone else have that like the dread of going to university and thinking am i going to make friends or was that just more of a female thing or is that like a general thing i thought it would be inevitable that you would make friends that i would make friends at university anyway whether or not they stay around for i mean because you always get a sense of somebody in the first couple of days of knowing them my worry 
is that people are going to, you know, when you get invited out to social situations, will you continue getting invited out or will it kind of slowly, you know, your friendship dissipate? So that's what my worry was. It wasn't about introducing myself to people. It was about maintaining a friendship with like, especially in university and things like that, because you don't want to be excluded from opportunities like when people are at social things like house parties. And so that's when that's probably an insecurity there in your own likability as a friend, probably. Well, not my own. Anyway. <laughs> in your <laughs> Are we getting deep already? No, I would say I feel like I'm a person that can keep friends, but I'm always just really scared. Of, like, am I going to make friends? Are the people going to get me in this situation, or am I really in in a place where no one's going to connect? And I think that's always like my initial uh, fear, which is not always the best fear. I should just go in there. Who cares? kind of thing i just want to go back to the point kane raised which is honestly such a genuine point because it's a fear that is it's it's very future thinking like it's very forward in the sense that yeah i mean everyone's new no most people don't know each other so we will make friends mm. you know what i mean everyone is like your first week in uni freshers week everyone oh hello hello you get what i mean i was gonna say that but the question is week three are we all still going to be oh let's go to barber together let's go to you know whatever place it is together i'm old now so i can't remember most of the bars but yeah so the maintaining was always the problem because i remember a lot of the friends i had from my first year a lot of them disappeared by my second late to my second year but then surprisingly some friends i met in my second year because the anxiety of meeting people and you know you you, you would care too much in that first initial meeting but later on when your confidence is a lot better because now you're more familiar with surroundings because i mean i was coming from nigeria so i'm coming to i was going to liverpool and it's uh i mean so it's a foreign land so first i'm adjusting to a lot of cultural differences i'm adjusting to a lot of food differences i'm adjusting to a lot of speaking differences i'm adjusting to just a lot of scenery and all of that it's a lot of things to adjust to but also i'm still trying to socialize at the same time you know, know. So was that the first time you'd come to england oh no no okay. that was the first time i'd come to liverpool mm. and staying in the north especially yes agreeing with you guys on that one if i'm to think back to uni like the first the first initial sort of weeks turning into it you know struggling whether, whether we struggled to make mates i don't i don't necessarily think i was more worried about making friends because i was saying as kane said there is you know i wasn't you know, you're inevitably bound to make friends, but the question comes to where the sustainability of it. And um, Larry, again, as I said, in his second year, that's when I met him, actually. Did I know we met in your second year, right? On a train. <laughs> On a train. You always have a sense of, like, you know what I mean? Like, you always have a sense of, do you know what I mean, someone who's going to be your friend and someone who's just going to be an acquaintance. And to me, it was always, mm. and to me, it was always through the actions. It was always through little things little things that either create flashbacks in your head of horrible experiences that you had with people or awesome connections that you made with people little things just developing that sense sort of then brings you to something something that I really like that Kane said way before on the you know on the actions that they knew will tend to take to either prolong the relationship or I mean because you put yourself in this strange way you're calling people friends that are not really your friends and then blah 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 they end up tarnishing your relationships or so you already have that sense 
But then at that point where you decide to make a decision whether I'm going to go with the friends that are going to make me popular or I'm going to go with the friends that make me feel like I'm being the most real self that I can be or I'm going to pick the friends that make me have one make me want to have a I don't know a good time at uni or something but at that point I kind of feel I kind of feel that's the determining point yeah but have you never had friends well friends that aren't your friends now but at the time of meeting them you thought oh I don't like this person because like for me for one instance like there was this girl at university I'm just not keen on her at Mm. all but then like three years later we bumped into each other at work and now we're like best mates like she is such a good friend to me now like, you I haven't. Like, I would have never. Thought I haven't, that. but I've heard of people that have had the situation. But then I also, I've also heard that those are the friendships that tend to last the longest. <laughs> that leads into the question of what makes a good friend. Now, me personally, I always consider Patsy a good example of this. She's going to be like, "Oh no, here we go." What helps sustain a friendship is having in yourself as a friend a good sense of modesty and self-awareness now with Patsy I find anything that she achieves or anything that she does is always you tend to find out more from other people than her herself Uh, there's not a very she doesn't have a very braggy personality she's quite uh, introverted with her own achievements and yet she's quite extroverted at celebrating things that you achieve and I think that in itself is a great sense of awareness because people and no one likes to admit it but people are jealous creatures they do get envious success does make people who aren't on the same speed train as other people envious or feel like you're in comparison or compared to other people and she has a great sense of kind of playing down her achievements like at the moment I know she's probably used her degree to the to the best opportunities that she that you can and I know the people that she was at university with would be envious of that and I know there's been circumstances where I think that probably has I've, I've witnessed enviousness to that and yet she plays it down in a way that doesn't make you feel from her personally, self-conscious about your own achievements or jealous of hers. And I think that's probably the primary tool to being a good friend and a, a long-lasting friend is self-awareness and a sense of modesty. Don't know what mm. you think about that. I think it's really weird to hear it. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you also. Look at the example of this podcast, maybe. So you are you are essentially the host and it's your job to you know introduce and bring other people into the topic and give them the opportunity to uh, elaborate and I think that's the same that kind of is a reflection of you as a person as well you always give other people the opportunity to elaborate before you elaborate yourself and you speak in terms of other people's interests sorry this is like the (laughs) 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 you're being nice to fancy but I'm kind of feeling like I should throw in some bad things so we can neutralize it where you're trying to ring Patsy and you're wondering that and all of a sudden you get a text Sorry, I'm never that when you're trying to FaceTime and then she like accidentally picks up and next thing you know the phone's dropping because she forgot she was naked. (laughs) That is that is is a tip. Yeah, this is real, but it's not a bad thing. I'm very happy within my body though. So hashtag No, but I will say you two like as well doing the podcast, like you know that I'm quite on it. I'm like, no guys, do 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 and like I don't think everyone sees that as well as me and I do worry like sometimes I'm like I always say sorry to Vic like I'm sorry I'm really bossy or 
sorry, I've just said that to you. And he's like, no, it's fine. Do I, should I say sorry? No, no, see, Patsy, don't. I, I, the one thing is, remember when you said it at the start, Kane, you remember before Victor joined us and Patsy said, oh yeah, I feel like, you know, Larry knows I'm a bit bossy. And I'm like, no, I don't agree with that term because we are getting things done. It's not bossy. It's just getting things done. And that's, and that's a different thing entirely in, in my personal opinion. So for us, for the three of us here, myself and Victor are mad bastards. We need this. The, Patsy's the glue. Because if you leave me and Victor, we're both I mad mean... bastards. <laughs> yeah? So Patsy <laughs> is kind of like the one who keeps us straight and narrow. And to get things done, you need straight and narrow. Because like it's, it's, you have you have the... There's two idealists and there's an action man. Do you get what I mean? Because if you have three idealists, we all have ideas and no one implementing those mm-hmm. ideas. True. But when you have an action man and two idealists surprisingly there's a better synergy things are working a lot better because the action man will tell you yeah all you're saying is good but let's put that to work that's not bossy that's just how a team works every team has particular roles or or, or what what they're best at playing patsy you are fantastic at organizing you are fantastic at getting things like i don't know how to put this just Getting the docks in a role. So do you think that applies to a group of friends then? Do you think there has to be one leader and then everyone else has a role to play? And can you have two leaders in a friendship or would that be a conflict? That's a very good question, actually, because I feel like there has to be that one friend because each, the beauty, like if I see a group of friends, five friends, each friend has to bring something to that friendship because now it's now, it's one friendship if they're all five friends. Because what ends up happening is one person is closer to another person than another person. That's what always happens. Or in a rare circumstance where they are all very good friends or they do things together all of them move together there has to be what you would call one person who have the strongest personality that is what i believe like there'll be a, str- a person who have the strongest personality and that person would be somewhat like a leader the person who would check if you know what i mean when i say check everyone like okay guys yeah i know we all want to go out tonight but got exams like let's get shit together then there's the one who would always mellow things down and okay yeah, getting a bit too serious let's bring it down and it's it's, it's just having all the different flavors i like that flavors Ooh. <laughs> exactly and then you have the fantastic meal that is your friendship all i'm just trying to say is patsy never apologize it works and we get the job done you know what i mean we have, there has to be someone to put us in check but guys i appreciate the kind words obviously victor hasn't said anything so we'll be having words later but <laughs> <laughs> in a friendship group if someone's not pulling their weight you kind of think actually we've kind of grown from that person how do you go about that situation if you consider i think there's also a situation where you have to consider your relationship with this person if you look at this person and you look and you think oh this person is bringing bad vibes why did you become a friend with that person in the first place if you find out why you became friends with that person is the relationship worth it in the sense that has the person always been given bad vibes so if we say the person's always been given bad vibes and that's based on your selection of friends if the person started giving bad vibes, then you didn't have to go to the root of those bad vibes. Because then you are being a good friend. You are finding out, okay, my friend's giving bad vibes, but this is not this is not Larry. Larry is happy go lucky. All of a sudden, Larry is moody. He's not he's not as present. So a good friend would seek to understand why these bad vibes are coming from a normally good vibes person. Because no one is friends with a person with bad vibes from the start. Mm. Like if I see you have bad vibes, cut off. But if the bad vibes are new then there's a change that you need to have, you need to ascertain and you need to find as a good friend. When you find that change and then you address that change with the person, try and help the person get out of that funk. If the person doesn't get out of that, out of that funk, then you then have to reassess your friendship, I guess. Because I mean, good vibes is how we live. I live of vibes. <laughs> I think that's very correct. And it goes back to the idea of labelling too many people in a social circle as friends because there's a responsibility yeah. to that. And if you're not objective Both. about how you assess them as people, that you yeah. do create problems from the start because they can't uphold their responsibility 
responsibility and you question whether it's you or whether it's them and you question your own role as a friend in a friendship and back from the very beginning you should be able to assess whether or not they are capable of upholding the kind of what you consider good attributes to being a friend of longevity I don't know where all this is coming from the point you just raised now is labeling I feel like that's that's it's so key because as a friend the responsibilities are great so if I don't see you as a friend or you see me as a friend and you expect some certain things from and I don't give you those things you're disappointed because ah well, I'm your friend but I'm not so when you have too many people you cannot you cannot simply cannot check in on everyone to the detail that's needed for a friendship but you can't do that with everyone mm. you know friendship in itself is already a loose term because um, there's people that have been classed as you know there's people that have been really really good friends and atrocious things are done between you know you do something that ends up harming the other person considerably as is life do you know I mean couples married people do these things to each other Is it better to be friends before a relationship, like before being with someone? Or is it neutral? That's that's how I'm going to put it. That's how I'm going to oh, put it. that's so hard. Is it better or neutral? I think everyone's different. Yeah, and different, that's, what I, that's what I think as well. Everyone's different. What about you personally? What would you prefer? I've, I say this. I know a lot of people that have been betrothed. And we've already spoken about this in this podcast. People that have been betrothed, that have established fantastic relationships. So this is me just going on the extreme. I'm not saying I want to be betrothed to someone because... I would like to be a friend of the person that I would end up spending the rest of my life with. I don't see how I can be in a long-term sustainable relationship if I wasn't friends with that person. At the end of the day, you want to be able to identify those good vibes Larry was talking about before, to identify those good vibes when things get sour. Do you know what I mean? When things get sour in a relationship, but if you've not had a foundation, if you've not had a, do you know I mean, if you've not had a base off which to build, then you're literally learning everything through a relationship. And that can make it harder to a sense that people can almost feel like why am I putting myself through this whereas with a friend you can say okay I liked them for this and they're not this person before what's going on there and you know you, you assess that but the fact that you've not got any area of assessment is where the problem comes if you weren't friends before you almost need some sort of friendship while jumping into not jumping into but while going into something as that you intend to be spending your lives together well I would say I think you can make a more meaningful relationship if you have a friendship beforehand because you see the real them whereas when you like somebody and it's that first kind of instant and you kind of go with the I guess the sexual tension the flirting all that you kind of only show them that kind of side of you but that isn't your necessary real side of you or your 24-7 side of you so you kind of need someone this me personally this, you kind of need somebody who knows you the real you you can be the daff you the groshi the every bit of you to kind of progress in that relationship because I think at the end of the day with a relationship there goes my dogs but at the end of the day with the relationship it comes down to like your companionship who can like you say that like who can you spend the rest of your life with is it going to last on like sexual tension or is it or sexual whatever chemistry or is it going to last on that actual deep friendship sexual tension or sexual whatever is not everlasting you know when Kane was throwing all those compliments at Patsy she mentioned (laughs) something (laughs) sorry she (laughs) she he met Kane mentioned something and 
this was to do with the you know about Patsy being an introvert when it comes to sharing a successes and then an extrovert sorry yeah an extrovert when it comes to sharing a friend's successes this is something I wanted to say around that is would you would you not I mean if if my friend if I had a friend right that was the reverse right so that was an extrovert when they were sharing their successes you know boasty per se would I would I be less inclined to be mates with them because of that specific characteristic or would it be or would it be something less to me personally would it be something that I would care about less and the reason why I'm saying this is because I have so many and I say friends I have friends that we ended up being very close and they have personalities like that right they have other characteristics that I I don't want to say redeemable in the sense that you know one is cancelling out the other but the way I see it is I have very undesirable things I say undesirable but I have things about me that would make me less of a you know less of a friend to someone less of a friend what's the word that i'm looking for less of someone that could possibly be a friend to someone and someone would actually see that as a positive quality it's what you might see as something that you like about patsy some people might say you know what patsy i'd rather you actually celebrate them a bit more i mean like i don't because you know humility to some people is not quite is not quite a forefront <laughs> but that's that's you identifying does it for you and don't get me wrong yeah jealousy is a big thing has anyone lost any friendships when their friend has got into a relationship relationship yes loads <laughs> mm, yes 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 <laughs> you're in a relationship right now have you lost any friends while you got into a relationship the thing is i it's not for me to tell because I, you might i might think oh yeah that's still my friend but the person yeah. might think otherwise you know what I mean? But I know personally, I can't think of any of my head because all my gang is still my gang. Mm. I don't think I have really lost. But I can understand, for example, if I had a friend who I spent most of my time with now that I'm in a relationship, obviously that becomes a lot more difficult. Because oh man, yeah, you definitely you definitely lose a lot of friends. And then there's also these friends that you lose that were slightly interested. And then, you know, when you're in a relationship, they're like, ah. So there's that, but then were they really friends to start off with? I is mean, is no longer than us, so... It depends if you, along the way, you start to fancy them, because from the get-go, if you fancy somebody, there's there's that line there that distinguishes whether it's going to be pursued as a friendship or as a potential, like, romance. Well, I was going to say, on average, people lose about three friends when they get into a relationship. Oh, I need to look for those three friends and tell them... Fuck yeah, them. but you lost your... <laughs> Exactly. Because yeah, to me personally, I, I think that's that's actually an interesting statistic. Three. So now it makes you think, how many <laughs> are these three? <laughs> I'm serious because he has this. this guy. So what are you gonna do to them? I'll send them an the email. Email. I'll send them an email. Eggs exactly. Yeah. Saying hello, ex-friend. It seems that you have left me. As I gained a different relationship status. How are you today? How is your family? Sorry, Patsy. Did Patsy answer the question? Sorry, Larry, before. Um, When I got into my last relationship, I definitely felt like the ones that weren't, I couldn't talk to, I felt like I distanced myself from. And I definitely had friends who I was really close with throughout my my life that I'm no longer as close with because they got into a relationship. Because you have to give that um, boundary. Yeah. Especially, you get what I mean, for like the sake of your friend and that friend's relationship, it needs to, people need to understand that yeah. boundaries need to be set. Calling me, for example, at 2am while I'm with my partner is good for one time, 
or continuously is a problem. I think also another way to assess a friendship is how it ends should give you so much information about what that friendship there's all kinds of reasons why a friendship might end personally through my life experiences and where i've been able to meet people for example when i was in china i've managed to keep some of those friendships longer than longer than what some of the people that i met at school i was able to go back and sort of like reflect on the experiences reflect on what brought me to want to have these people you know to for me to be able to take the step to have these people in my life to this day why it was little things such as what larry was talking about in the honesty the honesty people have around you in the sense they don't hide shit from me your negative attributes they trail you straight up so maybe you may not like it and to me i found that you know inside for words there's people that were just you know yes men because i'm really interested so you say the friends you met in china mm. so do you see them how 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 regularly do you see them this is i don't see them i don't see them not very often not, not very often no right so that's where i think would you then say that a long distance friendship is easier to maintain because the responsibilities are a lot less than a friendship Ooh. yeah Ooh. where they're a lot closer yeah. because then there's a lot more to uphold so i could say people i met when i was in primary school we never fell out we'd never particularly parted ways but mm. i see them occasionally and they're a friend but not, not really not really i don't that. personally with the ones from my experience i don't think it is and i know you're and i know there's less maintenance in you know i'm not ignorant to say that that doesn't exist there's less maintenance in personally as a guy as well i also don't think i put in much effort in my friendships versus women but i also think about the level of effort that i put into people that i clo- call really close friends right for example larry is a perfect example so what day is it today today is wednesday i've texted larry twice this week right <laughs> and he's my really close mate i've texted him twice this week so and then let's say patsy patsy who is your best friend is it is it m is it i mean and i'm not putting you on the spot it might be Kane. I have no It might <laughs> be like, Kane. Oh. But don't tell, us, tell us how many times you've texted them today. I've got three. So I've texted one, none. One, I've had texts of them and I've not replied yet. And the other, so I've something like that. And my, my point here is like, as a guy, I don't feel I interact that much with my friends. It's almost like a casual, hey, what you're saying. And then I don't speak to them for time. And Larry, before we were doing this whole podcast, is a long distance and is a bad example. <laughs> but still, <laughs> it's probably a bad example. But still, what <laughs> applies to Larry applies to some of the people that I, you know, I'm not going to say people that I work with because I see them every day. The sense that I'm getting from you is that you feel like relationships, are, sorry, friendships are easier to maintain, maintain per se, maintain when the easier to maintain, when the longer distance. I would say for me, if you were closer to that person, you make commitments that you both kind of maybe don't always follow through with, like meeting, catching up. Whereas in a long distance relationship, you have no, you kind of are obligated if you don't see him very often to stick to that schedule. And I think obviously when it's closer, if you do always kind of go back on, the, you know, meeting each other and stuff like that, you do disappoint yeah. each other and the friendship falls apart a lot quicker. In a long distance relationship, you're a little bit more disciplined with it for that reason. As I say, you won't see him as often. I do think it's easier to call a long distance friend a lifelong friend because there's like, <laughs> Mate, I mean, if the friend is much, there's no maintenance yeah, in it. <laughs> Either his phone's in the toilet or he's driving to KFC or. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, man. 
How am I under attack? So Larry, do you, yeah, yeah, do you feel like long, so answer the question as well, sorry. I actually agree with uh, Kane's point in the sense that your responsibilities are a lot less in a long distance relationship and friendship. I think both. Because I'll give you an example. When I was started dating my current girlfriend, I was away in a different state for about six months. So it was, oh, hey, babe, how are you off to bed now? Do you get what I mean? But now, so the next six months when I got back, like we're in the same city, was a lot more turmoil because we were in each other's faces a lot more. So there was a lot more conflict. We experienced a lot more conflict in six months that we, we, we could have ever imagined. Do you get what I mean? And the same thing with friendships. When you are closer together and there's a lot more responsibilities, like, oh, shit, mom's birthday is there. Do you get what I mean? You have to attend some certain things. You have to. It's it's a lot greater. So people will fall short easier when you are there than when you are away. Because away, you can't meet up with too many things. So people understand. They are more understanding okay. of the responsibilities that you see in a relationship i think that's i think that's where defining of whether a friendship is better long distance i don't think i had that many related responsibilities maybe i'm just a shit friend but <laughs> maybe maybe i'm just no, no, a no, shit that's, friend that's, that's but i just i just that's don't feel like i had that many responsibilities as a friend to my friends or and i don't think i followed through with them in that in that le- to that level yeah but between our friendship like yours and mine victor before so we obviously met in america so we met in a situation and we became friends because there was no one else <laughs> this sounds horrible this is what glue us together like this is how we came tight because nobody else kind of understood just put it as it is we were the only two but we were the only two black people wait well well, well. (laughs) (laughs) i actually (laughs) can't say that oh my god no i'm trying i'm trying no we weren't no we weren't there was people that would come and visit but well we probably were there was probably a couple i can't even remember who but like I was thinking well. about language, like because Americans they're so different to us, and sometimes you just be cracking a joke and they're like, "Why are you so rude?" You know, like Jeremy, <laughs> they're just so loud. I don't know what that was. I wasn't meant to do it accident, that I did. But they're like, do you know what I mean? So we became friends that way, and then when we came back to England after seeing each other every single day, we just didn't really speak. And I think we spoke once or twice. We've probably only still met up twice since we've come mm. back and we've probably been back what two years I don't know, mate. more than two? five I don't know. Um, time just flies by i don't know i think it's only really like two <laughs> years but like basically <laughs> but i would say like we speak now obviously because we're doing this together on the daily it is just i think if we go back to the original question it can some it, friendship can be circumstantial what's the word say it for me Circ- circumstantial circumstantial so yeah i do think we've taken mm. that question is there anything going forward that you would change in your friendships i feel like i i am a, like victor said i am quite a lazy friend in terms of i get checked on but i really check on people because i always make the excuse of other things that happen so i need on that front i need to do a lot better i need to be a lot more active i need to be a lot more responsible i need to check in on my friends their mental health their financial health you know so I need to check in on them. So if my friends are not in the best place, then how do I feel like I would be the best version of myself? So ensuring they are in 
their best state, their best frame of mind, their best economic situation would ensure I am also in that best in all those categories. So yeah, I need to do a lot better in terms of check, reaching out, mm. checking in, just being a better friend. Yeah, because I don't think we've actually touched on the fact that sometimes it is about how you're being as a friend. Are you being a toxic friend? Am I being a toxic friend? Am I doing things that I really, it's not nice? Am I making that person feel uncomfortable? Am I being not sensitive? Like, there's actually sometimes we have to check on ourselves because we're not always the, in the right. And I think that sometimes can be what can make a problem in a friendship because we're not actually looking at ourselves in the mirror at these friendships. For me personally, going forward, in terms of my the way I look at friendships, I always think how long is it going to last? And I think that's maybe because you always have friends that come and go. You kind of don't have expectations anymore. Sure. I think what I'd like to do, and I've always said, I've always used the analogy that um, friendships are like one big roller coaster. You know, you drive the cart and other people come along and join you and then get off and you're left on it. And I think <laughs> it's true. That's what so I've always said. Some people crash. And I some people go. crash off. It's <laughs> I'd like to be more open I'd like to be more open and wear my heart on my sleeve a little bit more not be so negative or maybe so cautious or um, rigid and I think yeah and I think obviously talking about this today everyone's different and you've got to look and I think it's perfect to say uh, Patsy that you've got to look at your own contributions to your friendships because so it's e so easy to always kind of paint yourself in the best picture and blame everyone else and obviously sometimes you, if you can't spot the focus or the problem they say normally you need to look in the mirror yes yeah. if it keeps happening to you again and again that it's not normally somebody else it's normally you and the whole world can't be wrong you know that's yeah the, so it's true, true. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe let's cautious <laughs> i i find it hard to trust people i've always had you know and it's not trust issues per se it's more there's so much there's so much about um my life do you know what I mean like there's so much where from the roots from all those different things and you feel like sharing all these life experiences with someone that's going to jump off your roller coaster is is a very um I'll say scary and also also yeah scary and can make you petrified and that's why I guess a bit more cautious and to me, I don't think it's something that I'll ever change because it's helped me. It's helped me identify really good friendships. Yeah, I've always been cautious. I think I'll try to be less cautious, but it's it's just helped me prevent a lot of toxicity in my life. And I don't I don't see it going down. But I guess another thing as well is to just point at myself a bit more. I guess I'm very quick at identifying other people that have done wrong things to me. <laughs> and then I'm like, it's your fault. So maybe maybe I need to be a bit more uh, self-critical. Yeah, accountable of your actions. It's actually been a really good conversation because I think we've all kind of took something from it, I hope. Also, you did answer. You did answer the question. You didn't answer the because you're... You didn't answer the question of what you think. That's so funny. You're going to do long term taking out of this. Did what you? I did. Oh, no, Patsy did. I well, so. I kind of made a comment about, <laughs> I just threw it out there about looking at yourself in the mirror. Okay, <laughs> modesty. <You know>. Modesty. <laughs> so it wasn't, <laughs> so you see my point, it was <laughs> never really about it. It was just like, oh, by the way, this is something, you know what? Y'all need to do I better. Mean, it could be me, but you know, you look at yourselves in the mirror. Can you imagine? No, I'd say going forward for myself, I'm really trying to learn and, and normalise the word boundaries and be aware that some people do drain my battery and that is life. 
But I also need to be clear to myself that they are acquaintance. Acquaintance is actually key to say, actually, in my mind, they're not my friend. They're just they're in my workplace, which is why I need to speak to them. Or, you know. Yeah. So, so, yeah. This. <laughs> I hope not, too. You know but... who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I will be sending this link to them directly. <laughs> Take the hint. Just be like, listen to the end. <laughs> listen to the end. No. Listen to the end. <laughs> yeah. just fast forward I mentioned you wait, wait till the end <laughs> awkward no but thank yeah, you so me. much Kane for joining us today thank you so much absolutely absolutely Kane you have been a fantastic guest shout out to Kane definitely be definitely. sure to check out Kane's YouTube channel neither of you remember neither of you remember that oh, but oh, I'm the no. good friend no. I'm the good friend I'm just gonna <laughs> No, Patsy right, was cool, going to say cool, it, Victor. Cool. For Foxy, Patsy was going to say it. I'm the one who shouted about on my Instagram. <laughs> it's no longer active. You don't have to do that. It's fine. Oh, shush. Thank you again. And take care. Okay, that was supposed to be a DJ, like scratching the track. <laughs> but nevertheless, thank you for listening. If you want more content, don't forget to check our library on Anchor, Apple Music, Spotify, or Overcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram to ensure you're up to date with all our content. Remember, we are Black Current. Do you have a fantastic week ahead, or day, or a month, or a year, or a decade, <laughs> or a millennium? <laughs> Do take care. Thank you.